Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast with your host, Adam Zeitler and Kyle Rohde. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Delivery Men Podcast. I am your host, Adam, the Ambassador Zeitler, here with my co-host, Kyle, the Delivery Man, Rody. Sweet salutations to everybody and all. I guess that's some ways of saying welcome. Sweet, sweet salutations. Yeah, I think it was kind of bigger in like the 60s. I wasn't, I wasn't there, so I, I'm just... I'm it going, sounds like a 60s thing. Um... Were things just cooler in the 60s? Like, was, I really was do. Was it just like everything was more refined? Like we're going backwards? Do you think like the whole, uh, what everyone wore, the fashion? I miss that fashion. I kind of do too. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I be... never lived it, but I see pictures and stuff. I'm like, man, that looks really weird, but like I'm into it. Well, even in like the big brown truck company where I worked back in the day, they wore bow ties and like these sweet like, like, <laughs> n- like navigation hats. Like it was like baller. Like, I mean... I, from what I hear talking to some, like to some of the old retired guys that actually had to live through that, I guess the material was very unforgiving, very itchy, but it's like, that's probably one of the better things, better things right now. Yeah, we do have, uh, we have, yeah, the world has upgraded our, uh, uh, well, I guess active aware, our uniforms. So they breathe easier so we don't die. It's true. From heat exhaustion. It does help. But still, I, I think like. Uh, in our line of work, we should have like uh, like the NFL does, uh, where, like we have throwback uniforms. I think that would, I think that'd <laughs> be like really week, sweet. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's throwback week, and it's like you come rolling in with like my bow tie and stuff. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be insanely dapper. But I do miss that in the sense, just looking back on pictures, seeing everybody like you're dressed up to go to the grocery store. Now I see everybody in their PJs, and I'm one of them sometimes. <laughs> so it's like I can't even I can't even you know throw rocks at glass hoses on that one. So yeah, that's uh. I, I I like uh, what was the last movie I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wait a minute, is that the one with Marky? I mean, not Marky Mark. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just witnessed. That. Oh, anyways, we have our distraction cat back in the uh, Rody Studios. But okay, okay, okay. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who is Leo that? and Brad Pitt? It's ooh, that's like that's that's star studded right it's there. It's pretty good. Mm. I liked it a lot. It it it's a movie like if you watch it, it's something like. It doesn't feel like a a movie that when you seen the when you seen the previews, it was like I gotta go see that. It was just like a, yeah. uh, you know, like to me it was like oh it's on Hulu or whatever. Like, I'll give it a shot. I heard stuff about it and I watched it. I was like. This is really good. Like, it's not even like... I, I feel like if Leonardo DiCaprio's in anything, it's got to be and really Brad good. Brad Pitt. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt. I mean, dude never ages. Like, I, like, oh, no, wait, that was our other podcast, wasn't it? When you talked about the float thing. The float thing. Uh, like, okay, in our uh, our side hustle, to our side hustle, to our side hustle, Adam had stated that uh, a local um, person had reached out to him to be Forrest Gump and float. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and then I was like, Brad Pitt, and you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I get it. <laughs> they, they were talking about having me be from uh, like Legends of the Fall. Did you ever well, see that? Brad Pitt was uh, Benjamin Button, wasn't he? I don't want to be that version of... Wait, wait the old <laughs> That version. was the movie, wasn't that it? That was the movie, yeah. yeah, but I was saying I don't want to be the young version of Benjamin Button because essentially <laughs> that's an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean... But I'm you know, it's in my, Brad Pitt. He, he's a good looking fellow. 
yeah and we can say that because we're comfortable with our situations so <laughs> anyways <laughs> but yeah anyway it's it's like based in the 60s 70s or 80s i don't remember were there bell bottoms yeah okay that'd be 70s probably yeah and it was just fantastic you know it was like the hairstyles for the guys and the girls like obviously with the with the lady it was like the big hair mm -hmm. and i was just like yeah that's cool and like the dudes it was just like slick back and yeah ties and everything cool. and like i was okay with it like if it if it if it came back i would probably give it a shot mm -hmm. it feels good to dress nice which okay we could spin this into uh, story time hit me with that i don't have it oh, story time you liar you totally do <laughs> so i was gonna hit it but anyways uh i had attended a wedding and i was like dressed very dapper i was dressed in like uh you know, suit and tie and everything. And it was like a maroonish color. Like it stood out. Like I felt because I was going to a wedding reception. But anyways, this is how this ties maroon. in. Maroon. The suit dude, was maroon? Dude, yeah. I mean, I was like, Ooh. I was like, I stood out in a crowd. And it felt good because it's like, okay, who's this guy? You know, anyways. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you know who I am. Anyways. But uh, step aside. Peasant. I, when I talked to the, the groom, you know, he had stayed up looked dapper. But, you know, it was a guy I had played with in a band at one time. And, you know, I was saying, you know, how proud of him. Because there was an age gap. There was about a seven-year age gap. But anyways, I was saying proud of him, you know, happy you got married and whatever. He's like, just so you know, I follow your podcast. I'm like, that's pretty cool. You nice. know, I'm like, I didn't expect to hear that out of him, you know. And I'm like, you know, so congratulations, uh, Brad and Cecilia. So it's been two weeks they've been married now. So, yeah, good for them. You were just there to look good. Well, okay. <laughs> we have discussed on our, our, our previous episodes how. His name was Brad? Brad. Brad, congratulations. Um Kyle and I have a podcast together, and Kyle did not show up to my wedding, even though you were invited. Was I invited? You were having a child at the time. Oh, yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was just poor planning on your part. I <laughs> I set my date like nine months in advance. Well, maybe you set yours earlier. But anyways, yeah, because when's your wedding day? Uh, September 2nd. Okay, yeah, and my daughter was born August 29th. So, yep. yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. It's understandable. I, I was going to bring the baby over there, but they're like, you know, hey, you know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, okay. Well, now I, feel, I have to now I feel just bad. confirm. I have to look at my ring. Ooh. Yeah, yep. dude, it's yep. September 2nd. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good first guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, because, I mean, I, September 2nd holds, well, meaning to me, you're the only positive thing that's actually on September 2nd in my mindset. I lost a friend when I was younger on September 2nd. And then also on September 2nd, a buddy of mine married his wife, but that didn't go very well. So yours <laughs> is the only positive September 2nd thing I got going on in my memory bank. So, so... you made that day better. <laughs> Congratulations. Hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> uh, I, can, I, I can help where I can, but I, you know. My lovely, lovely wife, Molly, for listening. She's I a great you. sport. And She's a great I, sport. I care about you, and we're gonna make it. <laughs> Even <laughs> though Kyle, Kyle just cursed us, basically. I did not. I just told you, you that you're the best thing. You just on that did. Day. No, I'm but you just it. said how horrible that day oh, is. Wait a minute, bad stuff happens in threes. That's right. Uh, you got to find one more bad thing. Okay, then. I'm on it. That happened before then. Um, on it. I'm gonna look and see of uh, bad things that have happened <laughs> on September second. You can you can take the the reins for a little bit well i mean we gotta stay on the story before we move on there's gonna be like some 
there's something bad has happened on September 2nd. Uh, I know September 11th but doesn't. I've never heard that. Bad things come in threes. You've never heard that? I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh, man. No, well, uh, wait, maybe uh, I have. A hurricane because... slammed into the Florida Keys back in 1935 on September 2nd. Good enough for there me. There we go. Yep. I was going to come up. So is it bad things come in threes, good things come in twos? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I, only I think heard that I've heard that. Okay, I've only heard bad things happen in threes. And good things come in twos. Now okay, you've heard that. that. Yeah. And yeah, so I think we're good here. I think so. I hope because that hurricane was all I got. So something else good has happened on September 2nd. Or we are looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Like maybe the birth of your next child. Maybe. Maybe. Because like, I, I'm, I'm done in that game. But it was funny. Um, the birth of my first child was September 11th. Mm. Also not a great day. I really was pushing for, let's get this done on the 10th. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I already never will forget September 11th. Cause I think that's the slogan to never forget. This is going to be like my son goes to school and it's his birthday and they open up the history books and this is what happened. And it's like, Oh, this is, this was my birthday. Yeah. He like brings in a snack for his birthday and stuff. And it's like a little twin tower. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> let's just get away from this. Okay. You're, you're happily married. Your wife loves you some days and it's just bad, bad days. It just falls on bad days. I guess we're just trying to make the bad days better. Yeah. That's our goal in life. And that's we're why trying we're trying to, to make your day better. And you can catch us on Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, tune in radio, tune in radio. I had to renew uh, with them. So yeah, if you're a listener on tune in radio, you know, thanks Have for they, listening. Uh another contract yeah it was like like i always state there's a lot of red tape that needs to be clean like cleared up every time you know financial money you know you know sponsors all this stuff you know that comes with the stardom that we have with being successful podcasters it's it's uh, sometimes i tell you what it's hard to do what we do i'm thankful that you're the technical guy yep i pretend to be the technical guy (laughs) which is weird because you think the younger guy would be the tech guy yeah you would think i don't know what what got away from me with that? Like, I I feel like I used to be. I, I used to be a very hands-on. Like, we, we used to have this little toy laptop when I was a very, very little child. Yeah, with like Leapfrog on it? Yeah. Okay. And it was like, I was so curious to see how it worked that I destroyed it. Oh, right. You got to see took how it one apart, makes it tick. And, and like, I didn't understand it, but I was like very curious about it. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I have this laptop in front of me. And it works. That's all I need to right. know. Right. And if it dies, I'm going to plug it in. If that don't work, right. I buy a new one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or you throw it out and you get a new one every time. Well, if the battery dies, it's like, okay, okay. it expired. Yeah. <laughs> this is no good to me anymore. <laughs> um, wish I had some of that Zeitler money. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here waiting for this one to get discounted down so I could buy one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're just cheap. I am cheap. <laughs> And then, and, and that's, you know, we had talked about the financial situations uh, last week's episode, and I'm the money guru in my household. So, the money cruncher. And I am. And I don't like to buy things for myself, you know. And I feel like that's just a, a thing. Just a thing in general. Well, I shouldn't say that's just a thing. Like for myself, I've noticed that about myself as well. Mm-hmm. Like, because you feel like you don't need anything. I, well, I feel like there's definitely things that I want. But the things that I want are expensive. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, it's like yeah, like a, a convertible Mustang 
Well, know? I'd like that too. It'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, where am yeah. I going to throw the four kids? You know, it's <laughs> like, I got to be more practical with my decision making. Yeah. Yeah. I do see more Teslas around the area though. Tesla, yeah. yeah. They're cool. They are cool. I could use one. It's a reality for you. Oh, one child. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you have more of a shot at it than I do. I Until like they to, come with like a station wagon uh, of Tesla. Like, well, they have a four-door Tesla, I think. And do you fit six people in a four-door vehicle? Yeah, that's good. I think it's a good point. Yeah. I see your point. Thank you. I see your point. Yeah. They have the sport, sport like Teslas, don't they? Just the two doors? Usually, yeah. I mean, that I'm familiar with anyways. I'd be into that. That'd be cool. With all our podcast money. I'm saving up. Well, right. I mean, like I said, I mean, we're sitting on a lot of cash flow here. We have it in you know, many foreign banks and stuff like that, just for, to keep it, you know, on the level. And, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of financial mumble jumble. You, you know, it's hard to get into those details like that. Foreign Michigan. Yeah. The UP. <laughs> that's where we, that's where we hide all of our big funds is in Michigan. Nobody think to look there. It's not even in a bank. It's just buried somewhere. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> off the freeway before but, before the winter. So it's frozen. Yeah. You're not going to get oh, to frozen it. assets, frozen assets. <laughs> Oh my god! I think that I think that does definitely deserve. Hold on. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Oh man, go. sometimes it's just right there. I'm glad you're on top of it. Are we ready to jump into some uh, divisional? We are in the divisional summer. Uh, last week, the AFC North. This episode, the AFC East. Let's get into the divisional preview. <laughs> Or the review, -da 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 -do. review. Mm -hmm. whichever you prefer. Mm -hmm. uh, next week, we have a special guest. Ooh. I don't know if we announce it yet. Uh, I think it's more to keep people on the edge of their okay. seat. All right. But once they hear his lovely voice, I imagine there will be an uptick in women listeners on that episode. <laughs> It's got to happen. I don't mean to laugh. No, uh, and, it's like, mean... and it's like we will give out his phone number uh, at the end of the episode. We're going to put it in the in the what you call it, in the details. He is currently single and looking and um, he's got a sweet gig. So I'm oh, saying yeah. he owns land. I mean, he's, he's got a lot going for him. Like Dwight. Yeah. I mean, I don't 68 know. 68 beat farm. I think it was bigger than that. I think it was a 600 acre. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Dwight was doing good. If uh, if our guest next week's got that, then better jump on that. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Well, yeah, we, the women better. Yeah. <laughs> I want to <laughs> specify. Yes. Women need to jump on that. Uh, let's get into the AFC East, shall we? <laughs> let's, please. Uh, the first team in the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. uh, finished last season, the regular season at 11 and six. We all know how that season ended. Yep. With the flip of a coin. Yep. But not this year with the new uh, halftime. I mean, the new uh, overtime rules in the playoffs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. They'll get a shot. Yep. But I hope, you know, well, I, they hope that uh, it doesn't come down to that. They're hoping that it's, you know, mm -hmm. done, you know, well before then. Right. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills uh, at 11 and six at the top of this division. Um, one of the Super Bowl favorites as of right now. I agree with that premise. Yeah. Um, uh, looking at their off-season free agents, not a ton of excitement. Um, 
They got a couple backup quarterbacks. They got Matt Barkley. You know, and Case I, I guess I didn't even realize that Matt Barkley was still in the league until I seen this. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Case Keenum, they got via trade from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, with uh, with Mitch Trubisky leaving and not being the backup there, they need to fill that position. Absolutely. Uh, Jamison Crowder <clears throat> being a wide receiver that they picked up. I actually like this. Like, in, you know, in the fantasy realm, Jamison Crowder. Um, I mean, although in previous episodes, you know that I made a big trade with Adam for Gabe Davis. Yep. Jamison Crowder also grabs my attention as being like a sneaky fantasy asset this year. They, well, I, I, I wonder what the Jamison Crowder in, in Isaiah McKenzie and also the guy that they, they drafted, uh, Khalil Shakir, Mm -hmm. all feel like they fit into that slot role right um so it's gonna be interesting yeah and when i made that trade with adam i'm going off the heels of he made a statement in the playoff game last year with four touchdowns in the game over 200 yards receiving i'm hoping we i personally hope i'm getting more of the same this year i mean time will tell but i cannot lie to you uh when i made that trade i was banking on the bills having uh, a higher draft capital wide receiver mm-hmm. than Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir doesn't, doesn't make me too nervous about Gabe Davis. Right. Uh, Gabe Davis is sitting pretty solid right now. Right. It's just what he does with that right now. That's, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm worried about. To me personally, he's wide receiver two on this offense. Oh, that's where I want him to be. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, yeah, Stephon Diggs. On a really, really solid offense. Absolutely. Off the arm of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's like they, they also signed uh, uh, Jake Kummerl, which that would be familiar to the Wisconsin listeners, former Packer. Yeah. Uh, and you had stated Isaiah McKenzie, O.J. Howard. Um, it'd be interesting to see what O.J. Howard, if he has any fantasy value this year. It's not going to be substantial. Like in redraft, no. he'll probably never be on a roster unless Dawson Knox takes the injury. Yeah, if he gets injured like last year, then um, maybe. But O.J. Howard, I mean, if he takes a, I don't know, if you say he gets five touchdowns this whole season, I would say, okay, that's that's pretty solid. You know, if if you're going in, it's kind of, to me, it just kind of takes away from Dawson Knox. It's not like he's coming in to take over that yeah, role. Yeah, to like compete. Yeah. It's going to be, they have two, two tight ends set, you know, in the red zone. And if O.J., you know, gets those opportunities. But, yeah, in redraft, it's not going to be. It's oh, not going right. to be an asset. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It with the wide receivers that they they've picked up through free agency, and like I said, uh, Khalil Shakir in the draft, um, and honestly, even the running back James Cook out of Georgia that they drafted, um, they're they're talking about him in the slot as well because he's a he's he's got good hands, you know. Um, they're talking about him being more of the third down pass catching back, more of the PPR guy. Right. But they, they, they are talking about him playing in the slot as well. So that's like, as much as we talked last week of the Ravens making a statement that they're going to run the ball, uh, the Buffalo Bills are kind of making a statement that we're going to throw the ball a lot. Right. I mean, yeah, as they should. I mean, like you set up the arm of Josh Allen. I mean, uh, crazy accurate. I it's, uh, that's, that's that's how they do what they do. I mean, the Bills put up a lot of points last year. I mean, uh, Singletary did come around at the end of the season yes, where they gave him more of a role. 
which he had deserved for a long time. But uh, the James Cook thing, I mean, yeah, we're talking third down back, but it's like, would it honestly surprise you if he took it over? Uh, I mean, not immediately. I'm well, just talking right, about right, sense. right. Yeah, it it's interesting to me. It really is. It's you know, obviously, it's it's still very early. You know, in the off season, uh, when it gets closer to you know training camp and the start of the season, we'll see. You know, what the talk is uh, coming out of camp with James Cook, but to me. Um, it's just, it's just tricky the way that the NFL is moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be multiple running backs, right? James cook to me feels like he has the talent to just, you know, take it over, but he's not, he's not a big dude. No, he doesn't have that big body, take the full workload kind of, uh, running back body for me, I guess, you know, right. Um, so Singletary, you know, I definitely think he's still going to be relevant in this offense probably throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but James Cook, obviously, being the PPR asset on the Buffalo Bills, it's, it's a great big. place to it's be. It's really big, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, just another weapon. Right. Um. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is still there. We yeah. have, to, have to talk about him. Well, right. I mean, they signed him to that, uh, was it a five-year contract? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they put all their chips in on Stefan Diggs. I mean, and why wouldn't you? I mean, last year, uh, owners were kind of disappointed, but he was still sneakily good. Yeah. It's just, you know. At, what was it, wide receiver seven? I it, say, it was some seven or nine, yeah. I want to say. But it, it didn't ever feel like he won you a week. He was just very, very solid. Absolutely. And it's like, you got to appreciate that as one of those people you can plug into your lineup and not ever have to worry about taking them out. Like depending on which, you know, which team he's facing that week, it's just one of those guys you could plug in and be like, yeah, it's not 50 points. Like Tyreek will give you every right. now and then, but it's, it's like very 10, consistently, 15, you know, maybe to, 20. Yeah. Very consistently. I want to say like between 14 and 18 or 19. Right. And that's really solid. Yeah, don't be greedy. You should be happy with that. Yeah. I know I would be. To me, like in a full PPR, you definitely, you, you know, you want to get the double digits, you know, in a zero PPR, that's always, don't uh, do that to yourself. No. Half PPR is my sweet Bread spot. and butter. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you get double digit, you know, 12 and plus is, it feels good. Mm-hmm. If you get like 10 and lower, it always, it's like, huh, huh. Right. So Stefan Diggs really rarely did that last year and he was solid. Never blew up. Mm-hmm. I think he had one week over 20 points. Yeah, I believe that's accurate. Um. But outside of that, yeah, he was really consistent. Yeah, that stability is something that you should long for on your lineup. Exactly. Yep. Uh, moving on, the New England Patriots at 10 and 7. Uh, I mean, they made the playoffs. Right. They were at one point the, the number one in the seed. AFC, yeah. Yeah. And that was short lived. I wouldn't, uh, well, mm. I mean, this is a thing. <laughs> it's Mac Jones' rookie year. But it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's 50th year. Yep. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, it was so weird when it was happening. It was like the New England Patriots are right now the number one team in the AFC. Wait a minute. None of this makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I'm i hoping that, I mean, well, for their sake, that's something that they can build off of is, uh, you know, their success uh, that they had in Mac Jones's rookie season. Uh, they did, you know, add some weapons to, possibly benefit him but they did make they a did. lot of muddy situations as far as fantasy goes oh my gosh yeah it's the new england patriots i yep. mean it's it's what belichick does mm-hmm. it's really 
frustrating frustrating for fantasy, for fantasy to have yeah. anybody from the new england patriots on your which roster. stinks because we had we had actually secretly hoped actually not secretly because we announced on the podcast that there would this would bring value to certain new england patriots but now it's all essentially they got a big pizza instead of cutting it in eight pieces they do that thing where they cut them in <laughs> like 16s or some crap yep. yeah yeah uh, so in the free agency, they re-signed Brian Hoyer to be the backup. Uh, Imagine that. They signed running back Ty Montgomery, uh, and they re-signed James White, and they do a little bit of offensive line additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, through the draft, uh, speedy guy, Tyquan Thornton, I think he had one of the fastest 40 times out of yeah. – was it the fastest 40 time out of the receivers uh, in this class? It's, if not the fastest, it's got to be close. I believe they clocked them at was like 4.28, something yeah. crazy. Like... He was quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre Strong running back, uh, quarterback Bailey Zappi, again, to kind of fill in a backup role. Right. Uh, and another quarterback, Kevin Harris. Another I believe... running back, Kevin Harris. Yeah, I'm sorry, right. Got your back. Uh, I believe they also signed an, uh, they drafted another quarterback. Uh Mm, but i don't think yeah. that it's it's not relevant not really obviously. relevant um yeah uh but yeah like you stated all those running backs and then the names that follow it's just because uh as the owner and dynasty of uh Ramondre stevenson after last year's production i was thinking hey all right we got a decent timeshare you know between him and harris and then all of a sudden hey let's just add four more in yep. there to make it a little messy but, let me just read the roster off to you uh, Damian Harris, kind of a fantasy darling last year right. at the running back position, was solid. Uh, James White, a uh, fantasy darling for a long time, not so much last year. I think he was dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah, he was injured. Big uh, PPR asset. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, kind of a riser last year. Uh, J.J. Taylor, Pierre Strong, a rookie this year, and Kevin Harris, another rookie that they drafted this year. And, and it's Bill Belichick. And Ty Montgomery also. And Ty Montgomery. Maybe they'll switch right. him back to wide receiver where he started. Maybe. Yeah. Because remember, Green Bay, he was... Right now, he's receiver. listed on the roster at wide receiver. Well, there we go. That's uh, something, you know. Oh. Wow. Hmm. Wow. It's yeah. a Owen Wilson wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, oh, I had to plug my nose because I don't have that weird little bend in this. <laughs> um, wide receivers for this offense... <laughs> it's like when they do get receiving yards they don't get touchdowns hence jacoby myers let's read read this offense there are jacoby, jacoby myers Devonte parker kendrick Bourne, nelson aguilar Nikhil harry ty montgomery christian wilkerson and uh trey nixon tyquan thornton matthew slater is when the beginning of the season starts, is 11 of the people going to be on defense and the rest going to be on offense? Because that's what I'm kind of feeling with all these wide receivers and running backs that they have. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. I mean, Belichick is never, uh, well, Nikhil Harry was a first round pick a handful of years ago. Which I'm surprised he's still there to tell you the truth. He's, he right. spoke up last year about how he's unhappy being in New England and, and and we had stated he just looked like huge. He would look beastly. He's a monster. And it's like, man, capitalize on that. It's like you're bigger than half the people on the field. Belichick's just not known for, I don't want to say doing well in the draft. Mm. I mean, we kind of see it this year. Yeah. I don't want to say, oh, I don't, I don't want to say you, you him. didn't do well, 
but it feels like if you play the game, you can get your guy and then some. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't doesn't yeah. fit with the rest of the NFL. Right. I respect the go and get your guy, but at the same time, it's like you can get your guy much, much later. But then I feel like I'm giving advice to Bill Belichick, which just sounds stupid. But it's just, see, I don't know. I yeah. mean, Nikhil Harry in the first round. Right. It's not, you're not known for doing that. It, to me, it just seems like, okay, Belichick, like, let's just get you a GM. Right. Let's get you. Yeah. Take some of that pressure off. Yeah. Let's just, you can focus on coaching. Yeah. You put your hoodie on, relax. Again, we're giving Belichick yeah, advice we be doing that. from a fantasy football realm. Yep. Yeah, I suppose that probably isn't the best way to uh, <laughs> give advice. So looking at this offense from a fantasy uh, lens, any interest uh, anywhere not, outside not of any, maybe possibly the defense? Because well, the defense was stellar. They've had a yeah, pretty good been, defense last yeah, handful of years. But I can't, I can't. Uh, as we discussed, where you were talking about like plugging and playing uh, St- uh, Stefan Diggs from Buffalo where you can just, you know, set it, forget it. Yep. You can't do that here. Uh, Mac Jones, quarterback two, super flex two. He's uh, not going to be. He ain't going to be in the, the, you know, top 12. So he won't be in the one uh, talk. But, yeah, I could, I could see him uh, maybe the mid to low end. I don't know, just because of his style of play. Because in uh, the fantasy world, you know, you get a lot more uh, points out of your quarterback if they're a rushing quarterback. That's just not Mac right. Jones. He's old school. You know, he's. Peyton Manning, he's, you know, the ones that don't pocket run around. Passer. Classic pocket pass. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the running back room, Damian Harris, James White, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris. I mean, do we see the do we see the rookies this year? Because, again, Ramondre Stevenson looked good last year. J.J. Taylor saw the field and then fumbled and then mm-hmm. uh, doghouse. Mm-hmm. So, Damian Harris, James White, Ramondre Stevenson, and then – do we see any of the rookies? Do we see Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say because it's like, how much did you intend to see of Ramondre Stevenson last year? I mean, you know, he was like a fourth round running back, similar to Pierre Strong, right? So it's, I don't know what Crazy Bill's thinking. Well, to me, it, it, it just, it's kind of a statement that Damian Harris might not be here next year. Right, I see that too. James uh, James White, my gosh, what is he? He's 30? Uh, he's I think he's 30. 30 or older, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Wisconsin product, and he fits in nicely there in New England in the, like you would say, the PPR game. Um, but, yeah, it's I kind of just wish, you know, maybe you want to win somewhere else, maybe. James White? Yeah, because it's like I got Ramondre Stevenson in my dynasty, so it's like you kind of you kind of <laughs> capping a brother here. Wait, uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Boom. <laughs> Anyways, but I, I you know, I'm trying not to be biased to the situation, but yeah, if you are in a PPR league, yeah, James White is somebody that you should at least glance over at. Do we? <laughs> yeah, I think you still can. Ah. Uh. Let's see. Let's see. He gets four receptions in the game. Maybe forty yards. That's already eight points. Yeah. So it's like, eh. All right. Okay. So I'm on the record. Mm, That's why we record these. Let's talk running backs. Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Kendrick. But I mean, it like for fantasy. Wide receiver. Huh? Those are wide receivers. Right. 
Man, I got to mess it up you again. Running backs. Oh Man, my gosh. Man, I'm lucky I'm on top of this. Man. Wide receivers, Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar. Any interest anywhere? No. Maybe late? Maybe late? Well, it's like I'd like to say Jacoby Myers, but it's like, is he going to only score one touchdown for the rest of his <laughs> career to tie his already career high? And they did trade for Devontae Parker. So They did. I do... It, it depends. If Devontae Parker could stay healthy, I would like to possibly be an owner of Devontae Parker. Okay. I, I mean, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's like Bill Belichick loves him. I mean, they had um, actually heard that they were actually looking at him when he was in the draft. You know, I think it was how many years now? Six, six years ago? Yeah. And, you know, they got to see him, you know, uh, two times a year ever since then. And it's like they had stated that Bill Belichick was always impressed with you know how he played the game, so it's like if he's already got that high praise from Bill, it's like maybe, maybe he has something. Sure. Know. I don't know. Not fortune teller. Uh, let's move on. This one's a little bit more exciting. Uh, the Miami Dolphins finished the regular season last year at nine and eight, so winning, winning record. Yep. In this off season, they made a splash. They did. See what I did there, Dolphins. They did. <laughs> See what you did there. Oh, nice. Like witty. Okay. Anyway. Uh, they get head coach uh, Mike McDaniel, uh, ex 49ers offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit, uh, to me, that was kind of a big move. Uh, not the biggest move that they made. Uh, let's just jump right into it. They get Tyree Kill. Yep. Trade from the Kansas City Chiefs, and they traded a lot. Yep, to get them. Um, and see, when. The first, when the beginning of the offseason began and the free agency, you know, started, Cedric Wilson signed with the Miami Dolphins. And right away, I took that as an uptick for Cedric Wilson. Yeah, for sure. And then they slapped that in the face by getting Tyreek Hill. <laughs> so uh, with Tyreek Hill, I do definitely think um, uh, players like Mike Gesicki take an uptick. Because, I mean, they, you know, Mike Gesicki, he's, you know, he got, did he get a contract or just franchise tagged? I can't remember. I think he just got French. Oh, I think he was got a he... contract, but I, I can't remember. But anyways, I, I think th- it was just a a tag. I think. I think so. Yeah, I mean, and it's like uh, aging tight ends where they're. This is kind of where he's hitting like that prime stride. And I think with uh, the distraction of uh, you know people like Tyreek Hill, I think uh, Mike Kosicki is going to have a decent year this year. Right now, I'm seeing sign the franchise tag. Okay, so he's playing on the tag then. So you know he's going to shine for his next destination if it's not Miami. Right. Yeah. Um I mean let's go right down the list cuz there's they did a lot. Like you said, they made a splash, quite a big one. <laughs> Must be a big dolphin. Uh at quarterback they get Teddy Bridgewater to back up Tua. Um a little bit re- relevant here. Mm-hmm. Tua has been a starter and a backup mm-hmm. and one of the better backups that you kind of sometimes see during the season. Mhm. Um, you're talking about Teddy. Teddy. Yeah. Am I just? You said Tua. Am I just? Okay, off? See, you know, when I let you talk more, look at this. Look at this. But oh, but that gives man. me time to sit back, absorb, and regurgitate <laughs> back the right information. But anyways, tell me yeah. how stupid I am. No, right, to my face. Come on. <laughs> no. Uh, at the running back position, they get Chase Edmonds, <laughs> uh, Raheem Mostert from the 49ers. Uh, not not trade. I'm sorry. It's just sign. You know, you right. know what I'm saying. Uh, Sony Michelle, this was recently uh, post-draft. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill via the trade. Trent Sherfield, Cedric Wilson at the wide receiver position. 
at tight end, Mike Kosicki, like you said, the franchise tag and Durham Smythe. But uh, see, that's why I think it's uh, interesting. It's valid that you brought up Mike McDaniel's being the offensive coordinator for the 49ers with Raheem Mostert coming over. It's like there's, you know, not to mention speed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he is, I believe he's 31 at yeah, this point. He's, so it's like he's aged, but, you know, we saw well, the couple of plays we did see him, the speed didn't escape him yet. So, right. you know, and Mike McDaniel must have thought enough of him to bring him into his new home. So I don't think it was a big contract. Well, obviously it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a huge contract, no. but uh, it wasn't a lot of money either. Well, it's a lot of money to us. Oh, well, right. Shh, shh. 20 but, bucks is a lot of this guy. <laughs> uh, Chase, the running back, ugh, the running back position on this team is tough. It's murky. It's muddy. They're trying to do an impression of New England, it turns out. Yeah. Way to go on that because you well, accomplished that because you still got Miles Gaskin there. Again, what have we seen from San Francisco the last handful of years mm, as the offensive that's coordinator? That's true. So right now you have Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, uh, mm. Salvin Ahmed. Yep. He's still around. And Zaquandre Zaquandre Wright. <laughs> man, that's a lot of running just, backs. Man. Let's just stick with the higher up guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Names get funnier as we go down. Raheem Mostert was interesting um, up until the Sony Michelle signing. I think. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just tough. It really is. I mean, Miles Gaskin still was interesting up until the Raheem Mostert signing. But it's just like Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin. If you're going to pick one, who ends the season on this team as the best running back in fantasy? Go. Chase Edmonds. Oh, oh who are you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. No. I really don't. Well, see, I mean, if I was to do a dart throw, that would be it for me. Um, uh, Edmonds is getting his first real opportunity. I mean, other than when um, uh, James uh, Connor was injured from time to time right. over for the Cardinals, you know, this will be. I don't know, but like like we had stated, this is probably going to be a committee backfield, regardless, anyways. But um, it's yeah. going to be messy. Yeah, it's going to be messy. And I imagine these guys probably go pretty late in drafts. I mean, they kind of have to because they don't have the standalone value of right. You know, other running backs. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's just it, it, it's hard to look at from a fantasy scope to really appreciate any of those running backs, actually. But I believe um, Chase Edmonds would be the first one off the board, even if it is late. I could see it. Yep. Yeah. Um, at the wide receiver at the wide receiver position, uh, we have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Yes, Jalen Waddle. As the top two. And I imagine I mean these are gonna be the top two. Yep. And I mean uh Jalen Waddle set the rookie receiving uh reception record last year. I believe he had a hundred on the dot, if I remember correctly, or was it one oh four? I'm not positive. But um Tyreek Hill definitely caps his uh, fantasy value this year, I believe. I, right. I think maybe you'd see at most about the same level as a production, which you got out of them last year, which was fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, you know, Tyreek definitely does take a, a bite out of that. Right. It's really it's really hard to project. Um, Tyreek Hill obviously was a top top 10 uh, fantasy option at wide receiver, and Jalen Waddle was a rising star. Right. Um, and it's Tua and it's not the chiefs offense. That's true. And we just talked about how many running backs they have. And it's a San Francisco offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. 
it's really tough. I mean, like we had said, there's a lot of speed. And Tua, Tua can also run the ball. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to project what these guys are going to be. I mean, obviously, like Tyreek and Jalen have weekly uh, wide receiver. I don't want to say wide receiver one upside. They do. Potential. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but where, I mean. But, but do you see Tyreek having the blow games he's had in the past where he put up 50 fantasy points? Do you feel that in Miami? I mean, he can. Well, anybody can, but do you feel it? I don't feel it, to tell you the truth. It's like, and, and that's solely because the the quarterbacks. I mean, for sure. Tua compared to Patrick. Right. You know, Mahomes. And it's like. It it's it's just going to be interesting to see how how inventive this offense is going to look because like we had said right this I is mean, speed this... Tyreek Jalen Waddle Cedric Wilson Raheem Mostert uh, Tua at the helm I mean this offense is going to be fast mm-hmm. it is going to be fast so is this just going to be running streaks and or you know running drag routes and you know just letting the speed take over the game mm-hmm. uh, and you know. <sighs> I don't know. Obviously, we've seen Tyree Kill with with Travis Kelsey on an offense, but again, it was the Chiefs' offense, right? So Jalen Waddle seems like he should get his fair share, but in fantasy, do we see wide receiver top twelve upside for both of these guys to finish the season? Well, Obviously, they'll have their good games and their bad, but do you see them as a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two? more i don't know well i mean the biggest question is can Tua sustain this that's good you know good i mean question. that's a lot of modes to feed that you know i mean tyreek hill is going to demand his targets you know i mean i know there's rapport built up between Tua and jalen a lot of but yeah it'll be interesting to see what I mean, if if um as the highest paid wide receiver in the league you got to get yours exactly mm-hmm. i agree it's tough. <laughs> it is. It's is super tough. It's just, I mean, like we've seen uh, Tyreek Hill going in, in redrafts in the first round every year, um, if not early second this year. Early, early third, late second? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I kind of feel just because of the uncertainty. Right. Yeah. And Jalen Waddle, I mean, feel like before this move, he could have been, I don't know. Mid-second? I don't know if I would have went that high. I was no. going to say third, mm. third or early fourth, but now it feels like late fourth and the fifth mm. kind of range. Right. Cause yeah, I, I imagine Tyreek will go off the board uh, before Jalen and redraft. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's weird, mm-hmm. but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun for NFL. It's going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like as far as fantasy. Absolutely. And again, we mentioned Mike Kosicki. He he's been, I don't want to say a, a solid tight end, but I mean it's hard to it's not hard to break into the top top five. No, no, not but it's really end. hard to to have a good tight end. And it feels like Mike is one of those eh, guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where he's it, not quite living up to the expectations that we have for him. Right. Right. Like he's not hot water or cold water. He's just warm. Yeah, he's yeah. just there. Like I can swim there, but it's like... Eh. Like you get to the later rounds and it's just like, oh, it's it's Mike Kosicki. Yeah, I don't have a tight it's, end yet. Might as well grab this one. Shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we didn't even talk draft yet. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. That's just how many moves they made in free agency that tied us up this long. Um, and honestly, not a lot to talk about in no. the Miami draft, uh, in the draft room. Uh, wide receiver Eric Izukama. Um, Is that pretty close? That works for me because <laughs> I know I would butcher it. Uh, they also got a quarterback, Skylar Thompson. Uh, obviously not super fantasy relevant, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Izukama, again, it's Added crowded. to that crowded wide receiver room. It's crowded. Redraft, probably not going to no. be relevant at all. Uh, moving on. The. Oh, I knew you wanted to touch okay. it there. Okay, I do want to touch <laughs> it. Yeah, there. Now I, now I feel fulfilled this episode. <laughs> Thank you for setting me up for it. The New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, made some free agent moves, uh, but a lot of their noise is coming from the NFL draft. Right. So let's jump right into it. And the free agency, uh, they get Joe Flacco. Yeah, he returns. Um, I mean, this is huge, right? Uh, I mean, it's Flacco. I mean, so this is a Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. All right, we've uh, said enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and the guy who outperformed him last year, Mike White. <laughs> Who actually outperformed Zach Wilson when Mike White was right? playing? Yep. Um, they resigned Telvin Coleman, uh, wide or running back. Yeah. Um, wide receiver Braxton Berrios. Yeah, who kind of turned it on at the end of last year? Uh, the tight ends are kind of interesting here. Uh, right. Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzimama. Yeah, both Uzama. Uzimama. Um, yeah, and both those tight ends, they had their times last year where they were actually pretty fantasy relevant. You know, it was kind of hit or miss with them. But when you when they did hit, it was like you were glad you had them on your team. Yeah. So uh, who will be the leader of that tight end uh, room? Uh, that I can't tell you. They also drafted Jeremy Rockert, mm-hmm. another tight end. Yeah, just to, you know, keep us on our toes. We hate to get too relaxed there <laughs> in, in New York. But I mean, uh, I don't see any of these guys being drafted, but maybe during the year, if one of them has a blow up game and this offense kind of seems to flow through one of them, I don't know. Yeah. We've probably talked enough about it already. I think so. I think the tight ends have had their fill. Let's get into the draft, mm-hmm. uh, which is important here. Wide receiver Garrett Wilson yeah. uh, of Ohio State goes 10 overall to the New York Jets. Yeah, the draft is where the Jets really took off. They did. This, you see what I did there? <laughs> I got, you you I got, got it going on. on. I'm gonna, I'm, okay, I'm you got it going I'm on. Done. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, uh, so stupid. wide receiver. It yeah, feels I mean, good. Well, I mean, in a lot of uh, rookie drafts, I mean, his projection is to be the first wide receiver off the board, uh, you know, in referring to dynasty rookie drafts. Um, what I, I really like what the Jets did surrounding um, uh, Zach Wilson with a lot of you know, young talent around him. Right. I mean, it's just, they got the recipe to do something. I mean, it is the Jets, so it's like, I'm hoping for the best, expecting the worst kind of scenario, but. Yeah. Well, the nice thing, I mean, we just talked Patriots, we just talked Dolphins, but it it seems like we know a direction that this team is taking. Mm -hmm. And at least in, in fantasy as well, it feels like Zach Wilson seems like it could be a dart throw to take um at running back uh we see Brees hall go early in the second round and i imagine he just flat out takes this backfield over yeah i mean it'd be 
I mean, as much as uh, I'd like to see Michael Carter, like I see a little bit more of him because I was big on Michael Carter last year. Um, I tried to get him in uh, many of my leagues because I liked what he was about and he was being productive, especially with Mike White when he was filling in for Zach Wilson uh, in the receiving game. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'd be hard and bold to say Brees Hall doesn't take this over. Yeah. If not, you know, if anything, Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman maybe take over that third down back role. Right. Um, but it's really hard not to be excited about Brees Hall right now. Well, right. I mean, he's the new hotness in New York. So it's like, they're going to demand to see him, you know? Right. And it seems like we have a tried and true running back one. Like we're the last two teams. It was just like, ah, Mm -hmm. Brees Hall is going to be the the first guy off the board out of these guys. Michael Carter's probably there. Tevin Coleman probably doesn't get drafted. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they still have Ty Johnson and, and LaMichael P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, not yeah. really relevant no, at this point. Not really. Um, but Brees Hall is really exciting. Right. I imagine, uh, I mean, we've seen rookie rookie running backs go quite early. I imagine that Brees Hall does as well. Well, right. I think in, yeah, redraft, you'll probably see him. Second well, round? Yeah, maybe, because where was Najee going last year? Was he going first? Early second round. Early second round? I mean, yeah, late first, early second. Yeah, you yeah. can see that just because of, you know, the excitement of the offseason. Yeah, I could see Brees going in the second round. I could as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So, again, yeah, we have a running back one on this team. It's Brees Hall, mm-hmm. and I like the direction of that, especially in fantasy. Uh, at wide receiver, it's mm, – well, you got Elijah Moore there still. I mean, right. he had a very productive rookie season. You pair him with Garrett Wilson. I feel like we can talk. We can talk three guys for sure. We can talk Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still have Denzel Mims, Mims uh, on the roster, Jeff Smith, and a lot of other guys that we don't need to even mention. Yeah, I mean, Corey Davis was set up to be the big thing in New York last year, but suffering injuries and whatnot that kind of derailed him. But that made room for Elijah Moore, which I think. Braxton yeah. Berrios as well. Braxton Berrios, yeah. And like like I stated earlier, he did turn it on at the end of the year and become fantasy relevant. But um, that is a pretty crowded wide receiver room. But I, I, I'd expect good things out of Elijah Moore again this year. Right. And then Garrett Wilson, I think, will, you know. Right. Again, it, 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 again, feels like they have a sense of direction. And as fantasy, you know, owners, it feels like, okay, we can bank on Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson would be interesting to see, you know, how they put him into this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Corey Davis is, it's interesting. I imagine he goes after Elijah Moore and probably Garrett Wilson. And I feel like he's, he might be a sneaky guy. Mm-hmm. If you get him on your roster a little bit later, he might see your starting squad. A little well, right. Bit. I mean, he's a former first round pick for the Titans. I mean, he's, he's got the value there. Um, so it's like, yeah, like you said, sneaky late round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, Tight end room again, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, and Jeremy Ruckert. Jeremy Ruckert, yeah. Uh, if not, I, I don't know, like you had stated, I can't see any of them being drafted. No, but you know, I've been surprised before, so yeah, yeah I don't know what people are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep, wrapping it up. That is the AFC East. So, again, uh, Looking at it this year, you want to who who finishes on top? Let's go one, two, three, four. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, Ooh. New England Patriots, and the Jets are gonna stay right where they're at. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. So the Jets right now four and thirteen in the regular season. How do you see? Where, uh, what do you see? I see six and eleven. Six and eleven. Yeah. Okay. They're a young team, but I mean, I, eventually they'll find their way. But yeah, I don't. I think they'll definitely be better. Well, six but, and eleven is better than four and thirteen. Well, right, 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 right. I was gonna think like, I was gonna say eight and nine, but it's like, oh, do I, eh. do I want to go that far? I they really could be a surprise team. Oh man, do I want to do it? I'm really. Buffalo Bills is number one. Right. I mean, that's that's a lock in. It's really hard not to say the Buffalo Bills, but again, you could be surprised. All right. Uh, New England. Miami really and the Jets are really sneaky right now for me. I almost want to go the Jets at number two, but I ooh, just feel ooh, like ooh. that's just maybe the offseason hype a little bit going on right now. <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Buffalo, I'm gonna go New England, I'm gonna go the Jets, and then Miami. Okay, so uh, yeah. I'm okay with either one. I almost feel like I want to put. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just yeah, gonna throw it, it there. Do it. I'm gonna go Buffalo, the Jets, then New England, and then Miami. Mm. All right. There's gonna be some shakeups in this in this uh, in this division here. All right. That's your hot take on that one. Man, the Jets aren't gonna be number. Two. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, it, it depends on how. Uh, it's. I mean, it's exciting right now. It's well, right. If I you're mean, if you're a Jets fan, it's exciting right now. Right. I mean, if Zach Wilson could take that sophomore step forward, I mean, yeah, who knows what the limits are for him? Yeah, That's but like, it's just the tough thing right now is there's no football for like six months or whatever right, it is. Right. <laughs> so it's easy to be excited right now. All right, but we're right 100 percent of the time, all the time, or something like that. Feels gross to not put Belichick up there. Yeah, but that's why I put him in third. <laughs> Isn't that where you put him too? I did. Oh, okay, so we're about the same on them. Uh, uh, Buffalo, New England, Jets, Miami. That's what I'm. That's what I'm sticking. Okay, with. now. Okay, that's where you're at now. Flip flopping. Okay, you flip. You flipping. You flopping. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. That, that's that's your final way in on it. That's what I'm. We're going gonna with. change it again because you already changed Man, it three times. Miami, Miami was a really sneaky good team last year. And I do feel like they got a lot better. And I like the head coach move. This division is going to be really interesting. I mean, a lot of the AFC teams, we, we talked to the AFC North last week, and all four of those teams are really good. The AFC East right now, obviously, in the AFC, there's going to be, half of them are going to be bad. But right now, it's really easy to pick on two teams. <laughs> Houston and Jacksonville. Yeah, those are pretty much the easy ones. And they're in the same division, which yeah. we're going to cover next week. AFC uh, <laughs> South. Yeah. <laughs> There's teams that are going to be bad. Like, and that are going to be surprisingly bad. Mm -hmm. it's, it's but then on really the other side of the coin, right now. the ones that are surprisingly going to be good. I know. Like the Jets. It's like, do you want to just take your take right now and just run with it? I don't know. Huh? We'll see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really. Uh, this is. Yeah. It's like what six months to football? Yeah, it's too long. Oh yeah, but that'll fly. I hope so. Yeah, you got this. All right, thank you to these sponsors, Anchor and the Brothers Three of Oconto. So good. That's the sound I make when I walk in the door. I am hungry mm. right now. Can go for that pizza. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the listeners for listening. Give us five-star reviews, giving us positive reviews. We appreciate it. Tell your friends if they want to win, start listening. Yeah. That We're going to be going uh, all summer. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't stop. 
uh, episode pretty much every week all summer. Yeah, because we go above and beyond. Going, I think on the on the uh, on the docket, we have maybe a little bit later in the summer. We might have two. No, I don't think we do. Never yeah, mind. I don't I'm gonna think take so. it back. Yeah, but but <laughs> don't be surprised if we do. We might. We yeah, might just do it. We'll see. So yeah, next week we got the AFC South, and then the following week we have the AFC West. We're gonna wrap up the divisional AFC review slash preview. There you go. We are the Fantasy Football Deliverment Podcast. Out.